Hey everyone, welcome to the MBS Mind, Body, and Soul Yoga. My name is Mimi. Here we talk about a variety of topics depending on what's on my heart for that week. I like to start with a breathing exercise that would help calm our spirits and allow us to connect together as one. So in yoga, we um, in yoga, deep breathing can allow us to experience our true essence. Uh, the flow of the steady in and out action of breathing stimulates a transformation in the body and mind, purifying and cleansing them so that our true essence shines through. Knowing that, let's sit in yasa or whichever is comfortable for you. If you're driving, just readjust your seats and sit back safely and comfortably. Now, close your eyes and bring your hands into a prayer position near your heart. In yoga, that is known as bring your hands to your heart center and close your eyes. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Let's say it together. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Good. Okay, beautiful yogis, open your eyes and take a quick bow, locking in your intentions. So, we are going to talk about, in this episode, inner self part two. We will discuss your inner self. Let's first define what your inner self is. Um... A person's true or internal mind, soul, or nature is a quest to find your inner self and your own uniqueness. The search for the dreams, symbolic association, and repressed sexuality. Having a spiritual dimension means finding a sense of inner peace, both peace of mind and peace in the heart. Our sense of spirituality is deeply personal and individual. I always like to start with a disclaimer before we go into the topic. I do not claim to be a know-it-all. I do what I can with the skill set God has given me. Although I am not a pastor, I am not a licensed marriage therapist, I am not a psychologist, I am not a doctor. I am, however, a registered nurse a registered respiratory therapist, a certified yoga teacher now, woo woo. I am a mother, a daughter, a sister, and just a good friend. I mean, you get it. We all wear multiple hats is my point. We can be anything we wanna be. All of those things I just mentioned proves that. The license numbers and or certificates just makes it look all fancy. Most of the time, you are some of these things even when you don't want to be, right? <laughs> so this song you hear, you guys should definitely be feeling yourself after that first one, right? 
So we left off talking about um, how to get, we left off talking about how to help you start this inner self journey, right? So today let's finish up talking about inner self and ways to get past all the blocks we cause ourselves. After listening to part one, you should definitely be feeling yourself. I was on a path of destruction, all because I didn't have a father or even a mother for the beginning of my life. My mom was a teenager trying to learn and find her own way, as I had mentioned before. She was operating at the capacity that she knew how. And in reality, I've learned that we all operate at the capacity that we know how. When I was younger, I never really stayed the night at a friend's house that I can remember, really. I do remember going to a sleepover as an adolescent and being embarrassed because no one wanted to sleep next to me. There was this boy there that I had this crush on. In fact, that's whose house we were staying at. And he avoided me like the plague, y'all. I was so naive. I didn't even notice a thing. I was still wanting to be around him and get his attention because deep down, I knew I was good enough. I may not have been the prettiest girl there, but I knew academically, personality-wise, and sports-wise, I was the shit. I was one of the fastest track runners at the school. I did the 100 meter and won almost every single time. I joined long jump for a challenge and second-guessed myself right out of first place one time, and I landed right in third place. My coach screamed so loud that it threw me off guard. I had to laugh and was like, what the? And he was like, dude, you have that. Why did you hesitate? And I remember saying to myself, uh, because it feels weird jumping on one leg. And I thought I would break my leg or something jumping that far, coach. And he looked so disappointed. But little did he know, I was happy to have had to have even had placed. And I do agree, I should have given it my all. But part of me was just happy and glad that someone was even there to root me on and motivate me to push harder. My mom never came to any of my events in school. No one did for that matter. Um, there was one time where I skipped a track meet and my mom was bragging to one of her friends about how fast I ran. It completely caught me off guard because she was telling the very story I had told her about one of my meets. They didn't believe her. So she asked me about my next track meet. And I remember telling her, it's actually today, but already almost over. And she asked me, well, why didn't you tell me? And I said to her, for what? You never go. And I just didn't feel like going. All of a sudden, she wanted to go to my track meet. And as crappy as it made me feel, that it was only because her friend wanted me to see wanted to see me race i called one of my buddies um to see if the race had already taken place and of course for the 100 and the 200 it was already over so the one time that i knew i could show my mom how fast i was it had come and gone one other sleepover that i remember with a friend ended pretty painfully the first night was so much fun I don't remember every single thing about it, but I remember having a family dinner. Her room was beautiful. They had photos of family vacations and souvenirs from everywhere they had ever visited. I spent so much time looking around and just soaking it all in. I had never seen that before. And I knew that my family was in fact not, a, excuse me, not a family. 
We had never done anything like that, to my knowledge, at least. I think later on, as a teenager, I went to Vegas and stayed at the Circus Circus Hotel. Come on now, I know all y'all remember the Circus Circus Hotel back in the day. Well, let me tell you, it was popping, y'all. I'm telling you, I know it doesn't look like it was ever popping at this current time. But I assure you, it was crunk back in my day. It was probably the best time ever. At nighttime, when the parents did their own thing, me and my cousins would walk around. It was like a little circle. And we would see all the other teenagers. The girls were dressed up and we were definitely on point, y'all. All my life, I have always known to have a clean body and smell delicious. The same holds true to this very day. That truly is one thing that my mom has instilled in all four of us. So anyways, at my friend's house, I noticed this big old sucker sitting in this beautiful looking glitter jar along with other smaller suckers and candies. You already know I asked my mom, my friend's mom for it, right? I had no idea how long ago they placed that sucker there, but she said, oh honey, I think it's a little old. I didn't care though. I had never seen that many damn swirls on a cup of colors looking so delicious before. That's all I knew ever. I was about to tear it up, okay? So she gave it to me and I did the most natural thing that any other kid would do. I ripped that bad boy open and I got to licking, okay? I skipped all the way to my friend's house, so happy. And when she saw me, that smile she had on her face, it turned upside down. And that was the moment I knew it was about to go down. She said, um, where did you get that? I said, your mom gave it to me. It was just shrugging my shoulders. She stormed out that room, y'all. And the next thing I heard was yelling and screaming that turned into crying. I wasn't exactly what I wasn't exactly sure what the hell was going on at first. But it dawned on me that she was probably pissed about the sucker. So in mid lick, I hear, How could you do that to me? That was my favorite sucker. You had no right giving it to her. So the mom in a low voice said, relax, it's just a sucker. And you have had that thing for so long. You weren't even gonna eat it. This girl was sobbing and yelling at her mom. You had no right is what I remember. The only problem was it was getting louder, meaning she was headed towards me. I still had that sucker in my mouth looking away, y'all. I mean, it was bomb shoe, and it didn't taste old to me. <laughs> she hit that corner, y'all, and you, and she had that corner, y'all, and told me, you had no right to go and ask my mom for my personal property. So first of all, I didn't even know what the hell she was talking about or what she meant by personal property. However, that is when I do remember her mom coming in and yelling at her. And she told her, don't be rude to your company. You were being, you're being a brat. She threatened to spank her butt, but let me tell you, that girl threw what I do know now to be an hour long temper tantrum. 
telling me I had no right to eat her candy. She was still crying, drooling, and sobbing like a damn fool. I can't even remember the rest, but we were never friends again. That's what I do remember. I don't think she got hit either, but I do remember walking up to her when my mom came to pick me up, and I remember apologizing for eating her sucker. I sure did finish it too, but I told her I didn't know it was hers. She didn't even acknowledge me. She wanted nothing to do with me. All that over a damn sucker? Really? So side note, how I grew up, you would have gotten smacked for cutting up like that and talking back to your parents. It just wasn't something that my family tolerated. So I used to get hit for any and everything. My mom's friends used to just watch and say nothing. I remember I used to go to school with welts all over my body. One of my cousins went to the same school that I did and we used to meet up in the commons area when no one was around and just sit in the corner and hold each other and just cry. She had welts on her too. Her mom was really bad on drugs and was gone pretty much her entire life. Uh, my, my aunt had raised her, which is her mom's mom. Um, after some years, she just up and decided to run away. Now, she told me she was going to do it, but I didn't really believe her. Hell, I wanted to run away with her, but I knew I didn't have anywhere to go. She said she was just tired of getting hit. I knew I was too. And one day, I stood up to my mom. I was. She was whooping me so bad because of two reasons. Number one, I called her the B word under my breath. And my little sister ran and told on me. She sure did. And number two, she was showing out in front of her friends again. I built the strength to get up and grab that belt right out of her hand. And she stepped back in shock and she looked at me as if to hit me again. I looked her right in her eyes with tears streaming down my face. And I screamed at her for the first and only time in my life that I can remember. Stop hitting me all the time. At that very moment, I think it clicked in her head how much, how much damage she had done to me. She never hit me again. There was no apology. There was no explanation. She just stopped hitting me. After learning my family history over the course of this inner self work that I am now teaching and encouraging you to do, I learned that for 80 years plus, Getting hit was the only thing my family knew because it had been done to them. Hitting, beating, molestation, not being loved, constant fighting, drinking, drugs, incest, you name it. The exposure was real throughout my life. I carried that pain, that weight, and those memories my entire life. I remember making a vow to myself that if I ever had kids, I would never hit them. And then I had twins. <laughs> Lord, y'all. I have to admit that I break my vow sometimes. I do not beat my children, but depending on the circumstances, I will pop a baby. Okay. I do threaten to use a pow pow stick about a million times a day. And it was brought to my attention that I say I'm going to get the pow pow stick, but I never really physically get up and go and get it. And I didn't pay attention. 
<laughs> so I really have to giggle when someone teases me saying, you know, you ain't about to use no pow pow stick. But for reals, I am for reals. I will. If I absolutely have to, for reals, I will. But just to be honest with you, it will probably take me about a good three to four days of threatening to actually take action. And usually by then, they will shape up because they know I am seriously about to drop a baby for reals. So my son, he was learning the technique and the flow of my disciplining ways. He started testing me. Then he would tap out with his sister and she would test me. Go figure. Twin powers or problems or whatever you want to call it. They tap out. I don't care what anyone says. They do. And I noticed that when I was dating and eventually married a narcissist, their behavior gradually changed. It got worse. And yes, I'm well aware of the developmental stages of children, but this was something totally different. They were acting out. They started talking back to me. They started talking down, so to speak. And it was very similar to who I was married to. The only difference was they weren't calling me names or cussing at me. I just started noticing little things. I would have to put them in time out more, swat them on their butt for being rude to mommy. I may not follow the protocol of how I was raised, but it was very clear to always respect your elders. I was surrounded by plenty of mommies that followed the same type of guidelines prior to me even having children. So I had already taken bits and pieces of their parenting and created this algorithm as to um, what I would do in certain situations when I was blessed to have my own children. And man, please, let me be the first to tell you that once these little savages were born, all that shit was out the window. I looked like a deer in the headlights, literally. I didn't know what to do. All I knew is there was no way in hell I was about to beat my kids. I could never do that to them. Sometimes I get mad at myself for being frustrated and taking it out on them. So instead, I started using my words and explaining to them the importance of respecting their parents. Luckily, their dad is a sheriff and pretty much lives by the same principles that I do. And he helps me instill the respect, especially given the types of calls that he goes on involving children that do not respect their children's or their parents from a lack of uh, discipline as a child. I also noticed at different times they would randomly say bad words. My daughter's a little tattletale, so she would come and tell me, Mom, Bubba said, what the F? Then they would tap out, and my son would come and tell me the same thing. Mom, Yaya said, what the F? Now, they would say the full word. So at that moment, I knew something was wrong. They were acting like savages. They were picking up on all the things going around them, going on around them. The fighting, the yelling, the screaming, all the negative energy that was just around all of us. It was just unnecessary drama for children. Over the course of two years, I was unknowingly planting the wrong image in them. I have always stood by this saying, children are a direct reflection of their parents. As a parent, we are an open book. Each day, they are flipping the pages 
reading chapter to chapter. And I have come to the conclusion that they will eventually be writing their own book for their own lives and eventually their own families one day. So it was imperative that I make an immediate change. In Proverbs chapter 23, verses 13 through 14, it states, Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you punish them with a rod, they will not die. Punish them with the rod and save them from death. Also in Proverbs chapter 29, verses 17, it states, Discipline your children and they will give you peace. They will bring you the delights you desire. All I know is, y'all, Proverbs is the chapter on how to discipline your kids. So if you want to check it out, feel free. If you want, if you need direction or anything like that, just let me know and I'm willing to help you. Just email me. Um, but there are definitely plenty of parents out there that think that their kids are exempt from discipline. But please let me be the first to tell you that you are not and they are not. So over the course of a couple of weeks, I ran into two mothers. One mother specifically had her kids screaming in the parking lot. Please take me back in that store. I can't leave without that luggage. Please don't let me leave without my luggage. I need it. Now, I don't know what kind of trip she was going on. But when all that yelling and crying and screaming and demanding, oh, you're not getting no luggage from me. I don't spend my coins on bad kids. Let me tell you. That mom took her to the car and that girl was screaming and yelling at the top of her lungs. People in the parking lot were looking. I ain't gonna lie, I looked over there too. That girl was pulling that mom's hair. She was smacking her face. It's all unacceptable. And don't think I didn't go over there and ask her, uh, ma'am, are you just gonna let your kid slap you around and not discipline or anything like that? Ah, well, she's just acting out because her son, I mean, her brother is disabled and um, he's just having a heart time in life and she's just acting out because he gets all the attention and you know I'm a psychologist and look lady I don't care about knowing what you're talking about that son is not cutting up as a matter of fact I don't even see him so this behavior looks like she does it all the time and psychology let me tell you psychologists nurses doctors anyone else attorneys lawyers we are the worst at learning to do what's right we can give good direction but we are the worst at taking direction. So she drove off and that was that. And there was another lady in Target, so funny. She had three of them. I could tell she was about to lose her marbles and I was there by myself. And I heard her, oh my God, you guys. And I looked over at her and she looked at me, girl, do you know what I wanna do to these kids? And we both just busted out laughing. And I said, girl, I have twins, I all, ready no i'm telling you right now yoga it works meditate and we both just started laughing i gave her the time and dates of my classes and we both looked at each other and was like because these kids i said hey i be wanting to drop mine too and we both said it's not even worth going to jail for it's not worth the jail time i'm telling you so start off by disciplining your kids so uh so, um, so with that being said, 
Finding your inner self will help you make peace with your past so it does not affect the present. So, I love this song. This is when we find ourselves, y'all. And I brought a friend along to help me show my appreciation the right way. Ladies, Mr. Jamie Foxx. Mr. Foxx, ladies. Oh. I love her cause she got her own. She don't even so the one friend that I do remember staying with uh, was an elementary friend that I am still friends with today. We don't talk as often as we should, but when we do touch base, we pick up as if we never fell off with so many crazy life updates. As a child, my mom always made me take my sister everywhere I went. No one wanted to watch her, um, and she was about eight years younger than I was, which puts her as a toddler at that time in my life. The only one that would allow me to come over was my friend from elementary school. Every other parent knew what my mom was doing. She was using me as a babysitter. Me and my friends wanted to go to this house party so bad one night. I ended up taking my sister with me, I remember, and just kept her in one of the back rooms out the way. Horrible idea now that I think about this as an adult. <laughs> But anytime that I stepped out that room to go hang out with my friends, shortly after she would come out asking for something, a drink, food, snacks, or she was just sleepy and wanted me to lay with her. I mean, she was a baby. Um, so growing up as a child, I don't remember my mom around much um, at school or even school events such as choir, concerts, track meets, as I had mentioned before. Um, science fairs that I would participate in. I do remember one time she went to this band parade that I had and it was a few hours away from our house. My heart was so warm seeing her and my, fa and my family finally coming through to support me. And I'll have y'all know, I played the clarinet by the way. I taught myself by reading each note with the amount of fingers to use on my clarinet. I even played in a whole orchestra doing that. So, bet y'all didn't know that little secret. <laughs> um, I also never, I also remember never really having my mom on the playground with me. So my twins are in this summer camp and I'm probably one of the only parents that go on that playground with them. Uh, I'm just trying to build the best memories that I can with them. Some of the parents look at me weird, but I don't care what they think about me. In reality, it's none of my business what they think about me. And you should feel the same exact way as the distinct individuals that you are. My kids will remember and love me for these memories. I try to teach them and other children compassion and love and acceptance and acceptance of who you are and what you can do. In hopscotch, my son doesn't jump two at a time at the right time, so I really don't care. I just tell him, keep trying until you do. Every morning we have a competition with the hopscotch. My daughter can do it so good, but she is so fast sometimes. I tell her, slow down. 
Enjoy where you are, girl, and learn to love it. Master it before evolving. And teach someone else like your brother. And even if they mess up, and even if they are too fast. She just listens, laughs, and runs off like, whatever, mom. (laughs) But you know what? I will take every teachable moment a little bit at a time, each and every time. Other kids are following and running behind the twins as well, so I must be doing something right. So, with that being said, can I tell you guys a funny story before we wrap it up in this part two of Inner Self? Okay, so, even though I was bullied, I was super intelligent, I loved chemistry class. And one time, I went up against this white girl in high school. And the reason that I say white is because she was white. If she was black or any other race, I would say that. So there was only one other black girl in my science class. And I wanted to say she fell out or dropped out of the class. Um, This specific girl, though, was always competing with everyone in class. She had, um, excuse me, she was competing with each class that she would have just throughout the year. Um, we had a major final in chemistry. I remember it required you to test the elements that were in a tall vial. You were able to have a periodic table to look at, but you had to discern the properties of individual elements, such as their mass, electron number, electron configuration, and the unique chemical properties. She didn't know your little chocolate girl was in love with chemistry though. The teacher gave us three tries. Um, each element that was found had to be written in a specific format on, a, on a, the template that was given to you. So obviously it would take more than one class. So I got done before her and multiple others in that class. And I knew I aced it. I just knew and I felt it. I don't remember what number I was to finish, but I know I was in the top five. I want to say I was probably like four or five or something like that. Um, but academically she was, um, one of the top ones in class along with myself. And I aced that chemistry, that chemistry final on the very first round when we got our results back, she failed. That girl was crying her eyes out y'all. And you know, what's so funny is half of me was like, this damn drama queen is such a sore loser. But the other half of me, I felt so bad for the kid because no one had taught her that it was okay to lose or she at least hadn't experienced enough losses in her life to know that it's okay to lose. You can't win them all. And you know what? No one ever taught me that either. No one was ever there to really see me lose except God. He was always comforting me and guiding me unknowingly until now. When I actually sit and think about it, I have come to realize that he has always been with me through my entire life. And needless to say, they let her redo that test. It was claimed that someone tampered with it overnight. In a locked school? Because I can't imagine a thief in the night wanting to tamper with chemistry projects and knew which one was hers to switch out or steal and replace it with something else. Stop playing. All I knew 
But something was wrong. Something was seriously wrong. So y'all know she aced it, right? I'm not saying this to throw shade or failure. I say this entirely from the bottom of my heart. Sometimes it is okay to lose. Accept it. Get mad. Get angry. Get frustrated. You can yell. You can scream. Hell, you can even cry if you need to. But let it go and move forward. It is crucial that we all learn this concept in life. That is exactly what I'm teaching my children. I ask them and I challenge them. How many face plans can you recover from in life? Because it matters. It directly affects your future. Okay, so now that I've given you some of the background on how I found my inner self, I hope and I pray that I have given you some light and encouragement to continue your journey to find yourself as well. And when you do, we gonna rock out to this song, y'all. And I would also like to send a few shout outs. Pastor R.C. Blakes and First Lady Derek, First Lady Derek Jackson, Stephen Speaks and Tierra Walker. Tarot-wise, there are just way too many amazing ones to name, but Soul Warrior Tarot, Water Baby Tarot, Spiritual OG, House of Ocean are helping me in more ways than they know. I just want to say a huge thank you for everything, from learning how to embrace just how bougie spiritually gifted I am all the way to discerning and turning, excuse me, into this fierce warrior. I'm just paying it forward and hoping and praying that I will be able to influence someone to wake up and step into their superpowers because we all have them. Some people just don't know. Some people just don't want you to know. So they won't tell you. But you can find these amazing kings and queens by just typing in their name on YouTube. And I hope that they are able to help you in more ways than you know. Comment or message me if you are having a hard time finding them and I'll help you. So I am so happy to say that I am no longer offering free yoga in my apartments, but instead I am an instructor for Core Power. I teach Yoga Sculpt on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. and again at 12.30 p.m. I also teach on Fridays at 4 p.m. I sub a lot too as well, so just look for your girl. If you've never done yoga, that is okay. The class is for beginners all the way up to advanced practitioners. Everyone is super happy and supportive. It's a positive environment and nothing but love to share. So come see your girl. And besides, you get your first week for free. And it's unlimited classes to try literally everything. Or just stay with Sculpt. You always have that option. After that, we offer unlimited memberships for seniors and students. We also offer class packs. And lastly, we offer drop-ins if you have commitment issues right now, because I totally get it. So, okay, my loves, I hope this podcast was awesome for you. Leave me some comments below. Let me know if you have any um, suggestions or requests for different podcasts. Um, You can leave a little donation if you like. I would greatly appreciate it. 
save the station because there is way more to talk about. Thank you so much for your love and support. And I would like to leave you with a little bit of success or ways to build your success because I don't want you to fail at all. We are not designed to fail. God did not design us to fail. He designed us to succeed. So here's a few ways to start doing that. First of all, I want you to know time heals almost everything. Just give it time. Number two, what others think of you is none of your business. Number three, don't compare your life to others and don't judge them. You have no idea what their journey is all about. Number four, it's all right not to know all the answers. Who wants to be a know-it-all anyways? The answers will come to you when you least expect it and when they're supposed to. And number five, you are in charge of your happiness, no one else. And number six, smile. You don't own the pro- you don't own all the problems in the world. So okay. Let's end on that note with your hands at heart center, also known as your prayer position, with your eyes closed. Bring your palms forward and place your thumbs at your third eye center. This is the center of your intuition. The light in me humbly appreciates the beautiful light shining in each and every one of you. Please bow forward, locking in what brings you joy. Focus on being of service and know that as you do, all of your needs will be met. The universe loves you. Namaste.